The point is having menstrual products in a male's restroom is first of all illogical because men don't menstruate. That's right. Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. I'm Greg. And I'm Sophia. And here's my we, coffee. Yeah, we I was gonna say we haven't really talked about why we call this Coffee, Culture, and the Capital. So first, we're drinking coffee. That's right. So do you want to tell them what your order is? Um it's coffee with some cream, and I used to always get raspberry, but I don't know. I'm worn out with raspberry, so I got vanilla. So more like a normal person, because who gets raspberry? Well. Um, and then mine is a dirty chai, so a chai tea latte with a I shot don't even of espresso and almond milk. And then culture, because we talk about things that are affecting culture here, especially right. things that are affecting our biblical values. Absolutely. And a lot of things in current day culture are affecting our biblical values. That's right. Well, in our biblical values here, we are here on this earth to be salt and light, representatives of Jesus Christ. And so uh, the Bible and his words give us guidance on how to reach out and love to our culture. And that means talking about uh, a lot of issues happening at the state government because the state government... It seems to be running away from biblical values. That yes. seems to be. They are. Mm -hmm. and um, Well, that's why the last part of the title is Capital. There you go. Because we're doing a lot of work, like you said, with state government and here in the Capitol. And we're actually sitting directly across from the Capitol right now. You can see the photo in the background, but the actual Capitol is directly behind us. Right out us. that window. Yes. We can't really show it to you. Yes. But anyways, so keep watching to learn a little bit about some fentanyl bills that are happening here. And... That fentanyl, yeah. aren't getting passed and kind of the issue of fentanyl. It's a big issue here in California right, right. now. Um, we're going to talk about a bill that's going to put menstrual products in third grade school bathrooms. Boy bathrooms. So that's uh. disappointing. There's another bill that we've been talking about a lot that focuses on menstrual products, but that's in um, any public space or state-owned buildings. Yeah. Now it's in school, so we'll get into that. And then we're going to talk about um, a bill by Senator Scott Weiner. He doesn't really need an introduction. A lot of you here <laughs> know who he is, but it's a bill that's going to... It kind of falls along with this whole fentanyl issue in a way. Well, so. he's he. Uh, it's, it's about drugs and legalizing <laughs> drugs. His ultimate goal is to legalize all drugs, and he's starting with hallucinogens. So he'll be talking about a bill related to that. Yeah, so do you want to kind of give an overview about what's happening with fentanyl here and all that? Yeah, so uh, there have been bills introduced this year. I mean, if anybody's been, if you've been paying attention, uh, just Google fentanyl in California. It is one of the most deadly drugs that we have ever experienced. It's much uh, more potent than heroin and cocaine. Um, overdoses are happening all the time and you just need a little itty bitty bit uh, to kill you. And so there's been bills introduced up here at the Capitol to strike back, um, especially uh, at those who are selling those products on uh, to our kids, to our uh, family members. Um, and so both Democrats and Republicans have introduced bills to uh, add p penalties to those who are selling drugs. But mm -hmm. the Public Safety Committee in the Assembly has blocked all those bills. And so mm -hmm. the Republicans um, have uh, decided to go public and call mm -hmm. the this committee out. Well, they had their press conference. That's right. They had a press conference against Assembly it. member James Gallagher spoke at. That's right. So why don't we check that out video out? Yeah, let's watch that first, mm -hmm. and we'll tell you what they did after that. Yeah.
all know why we're here today. We have a crisis on our hands that's plaguing our communities throughout California, and it's fentanyl. It's poisoning our kids. It's killing far too many Californians. 110 people a week now are dying from fentanyl overdoses. But we've seen no action out of this legislature, and it's unacceptable. Public safety committees on both sides of the houses are refusing to hear bills, killing good bills with bipartisan support. We have a dump truck here behind us representing over 28,000 pounds of fentanyl that was seized in California last year. That means there's 280,000 pounds out there. We only seized 10% of it. And one pill can kill. One pill. We need action now. Yeah, it, it's really bad. Um, and so uh, I just want to read you some of the bills, and you can see them on your screen that are highlighted. Um, AB 367, this is introduced by a Democrat, uh, Brian Mainshine, down in San Diego. It adds a sentencing enhancement for fentanyl dealers who kill or seriously injure someone because of the, you know, the fentanyl they sold them. That's one bill that the public safety committee hearing... Uh, would not even let the bill be heard. Um, another one was AB 955. It increased penalties for selling fentanyl uh, via social media. That was also introduced by um, uh, a Democrat um, down in the uh, Laguna Beach area, Petrie Norris, Connie Petrie Norris. Um, and then there was a Republican bill, uh, Jim Patterson uh, from the Fresno area, AB 1058. That was simply increased penalties for possessing more than one ounce of fentanyl, enough to kill 14,000 people, right? So these bills were blocked. Um, so they couldn't even have a, a committee hearing. So there is a process. Mm -hmm. If you don't, uh, uh, if you want to skip the committee hearings, you can actually take a vote on the floor. Um, and that's what Republicans did. They, mm -hmm. they asked for a vote to be taken on the floor for these particular bills to skip the committee hearings um, and actually put all the Democrats and all the Republicans on record uh, on having these bills come to the floor to be voted on. Mm -hmm. And so they did that. And here's the result. You had only 18 people vote for that. That means 18 people voted to skip the, those committee hearings and vote on those bills mm -hmm. on the floor 45 voted no. The 18 are all Republicans. Mm -hmm. The 45 are all Democrats. And it's strangely enough, even the uh, the Democrats who had bills that were, were not heard, they voted against them skipping the committee hearing. So pretty disappointing, very mm -hmm. uh, partisan um, thing that's going up here at Sacramento. And, it's, and the man who is blocking all these bills... Um, is the chair of the Public Safety Committee. He, his name is, uh, we call him Reggie. He calls himself Reggie, Reggie Jones-Sawyer. Um, and he is from the South LA area. And he doesn't want to increase penalties on any, he, I mean, he's actually against increasing any kind of penalties on anyone. Um, this whole idea that you should punish people uh, for doing, uh, bad things. He thinks there's too many people being punished and being put in jail, and so he's against uh, what he calls mass incarceration, which he thinks California has done, and now we're not going to go back and do that. So the only thing so far the Democrats want to do is offer treatment, right, which is great, 
Um, but you got to have penalties for those who are selling the drugs and killing people. And if that, if you can't get rid of the dealers, you know, these drugs hook people very quickly and it's not long before it has terrible effects on their bodies and that's how people are dying. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's not, fentanyl isn't something that people get hooked on because like we talked about earlier, an ounce of fentanyl can kill 14,000 people. So this well, it's, it's, something... la- it's laced on op- opioids, exactly. right? It has it has incredibly high high. So not ever. I mean, uh, you can take it and not die, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to get the wrong dose and die. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's so incredibly powerful uh, that, that people can get incredibly, you know, addicted and then they just overdose. Um, exactly. Well, that was a lot on the fentanyl, but yeah. we have a bill by Senator Scott Weiner, and we have talked about this bill potentially on the podcast before, but we've written blogs about it. We've had it across our social media and yeah. our newsletter. It's SB 58, and it will decriminalize various harmful hallucinogens for recreational use. So why don't you dive into a little bit about SB 58, maybe talk about where it's at. Has it been heard in a committee hearing? Where What's the process on it? Yeah, so this is... You know, we we just been talking about drugs and how to deal with drug addiction and how to deal with overdoses and deaths. Well, um, there are Democrats who believe, you know, that we should legalize all illegal drugs. And so Senator Weiner is one of those. Um, he thinks the war on drugs has failed. It's the the cost is too high. So the opposite of, you know, making products that are killing people. Uh, illegal is to legalize them all, at least when it comes to drugs. Um, and so he wants to end the war on drugs. So he's starting with something he thinks is easy, uh, hallucinogens. Last year he had a similar bill that didn't make it out of committee, or at least didn't make it all the way through to the governor's desk. And that was uh, legalizing hallucinogens plus LSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, now these hallucinogens, if you're familiar with them, they cause uh, people to have incredible you know, visions and uh, all kinds of psychological uh, experiences, um, you know, and for it hurts ki- people with mental illness. Mm-hmm. People jump off buildings. People think, you know, they haven't ever heard an acid trip. Well, that's what, that's what hallucinogens are. And so he's, this bill doesn't include uh, LSD, but it includes all the other hallucinogens. And so it's already passed through the first committee, um, and is now in the appropriations committee, and well, actually, it's it's up for a vote on the a vote on the full Senate. So, and since it's up for a vote on the Senate, that right. means that now is more important than ever to call your um, your senator that's and right. urge them to vote no on SB fifty eight. But we've made this process easy for people to do. Yeah. So you'll see um, linked in the caption. There is a link to the SB58 calling campaign. And so when you click on that, this is the screen you'll get. We give information about SB58. Once you put in, you literally just have to put in your name and your address so that way it can let you know who your senator is. And you can see here on the screen where it says act now, we provide a script for you. So we give you talking points to say to your senators when you call. That's right. As well as we give you your senator's um, phone number. So here you can see, click here to call the Sacramento Capitol Office of California Senator Susan Rubio. It says Susan Rubio because it's logged into my account and that's my senator. But you'll get your senator's name, your senator's number, and talking points on why they should vote no on SB 58. And when you click on that button, what's going to happen is your phone will ring. Mm-hmm. 
right? And you listen to it, it's like my phone's ringing, and and all of a sudden, uh, a it will start your, it will be as though it will we will dial the number for you it, yourself, and all you guys is stick it to your ear, and all of a sudden the office will answer, and this. And if you've never done it before, you should try it. It's very easy. Legislative offices get phone calls on bills all the time. And when they get a phone call, uh, lots and lots of phone calls on a particular bill, that influences how they vote. Uh, you can't expect them to vote differently if they never hear from their constituents. So this is a great way to have an mm -hmm. impact on your legislators. Yeah, so we have one more bill to talk about. That's right. So as soon as we're done talking about that bill, then you can do the little call-in campaign on SB 58 and this next bill. But don't log off yet. Stay on. Um, the next bill. So we have been talking about menstrual products more than we should for any reason. Um, but we've been talking about with SB 59, which would allow for menstrual products in, or not allow, it would require menstrual products in at least one bathroom of every state-owned building. That's right. But that's not the in, only. In the, in the men's bathroom. In the men's bathroom, yes. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> menstrual products in the men's bathroom. Yes, completely. Yeah, it does make sense. But we have another one. It is AB 230. And so this bill will, right now, you might be saying, oh, my, my son has menstrual products in his bathroom at school. What, what's that about? Well, currently that is law for sixth grade and up in public schools. So the goal of this bill is to lower um, current law to third grade. So it says all grades three through 12 need to have menstrual products in boy bathrooms. So a couple issues with this. The first being that anyone that knows how school works, there's not just a school building where it's third grade and up. A lot of times, kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders all use the same restroom. So how do you assure this now isn't getting put into a restroom that a second grader uses? You well, can't. Yeah, it, it's this is ridiculous. This is all about confusing kids about gender. I mean, it's in all lots of the curriculum now, the health curriculum, the sex ed curriculum, uh, all kinds of books in the library, all uh, pushing this lie that everybody gets to pick their own gender. And your gender is based on your feelings. And so kids uh, now more than ever are identifying as something other than their own sex, right? And, and, to, and what that means is kids start using various bathrooms based on their feelings, right? Mm -hmm. um, means boys are going into the girls' bathroom and girls are going into the boys' bathroom. And it is, a, it is a terrible thing to tell a third grader, a second grader, that, uh, that boys need menstruating products. Right? No second grader needs to know uh, about menstruation. Well, no second grader boy. It doesn't affect them. They, there's well, no reason for, them to, for that to open doors for confusing questions and confusion for them. But a lot of the legislators, their pushback argument is, well, if you don't need the menstrual products, then just don't use them. That's not the point. The point is having menstrual products in a male's restroom is first of all illogical because men don't menstruate. That's right. So then they say, well, if you really believe men don't menstruate, then they just won't need to use them. Well, no, it's not that I really think or really believe, it's scientific facts. Men don't menstruate. But again, as Greg was saying, it goes back to the gender ideology pushed on That's children right. now. No third grade boy needs to come home confused to his parents and say, Mom, why are there these, what is this? And why is it in my restroom? And there, here's the, and so 
the person who's pushing this is Eloise Gomez Reyes. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a district in the San Bernardino area, which includes Fontana, um, Rancho Cucamonga, Rancho Cucamonga, a little bit of Redlands, Lo uh, Loma Linda. This is your member, mm -hmm. and she is pushing this into your schools, right down to elementary school. Mm -hmm. This is a terrible ideology that is going to ruin the next generation. I can't imagine how... You, you have to think how awful this is, mm -hmm. and she thinks she's doing something good, right? But she isn't, and mm -hmm. she needs to hear from her constituents. If she does something like this and no one complains... Folks, we have nobody to nobody to blame but ourselves. So we've put together a, a calling campaign specifically on this. You'll find the link uh, in the, the, the notes uh, mm -hmm. for this show. Please call uh, your legislator about this bill. Please call her office mm -hmm. specifically um, and ask her to stop putting confusing little kids about what their gender is. This has got to stop. And we have no issue with there being free menstrual products in female restrooms. Absolutely. That's a, it's a great idea. I think some of these communities, it would be very helpful to have these free products in the restrooms. It's the fact that it's in male restrooms. So call and even ask her to amend the bill for it not to be in male restrooms. That's right. Because, again, it's pushing a gender ideology, and they're going to say it's not, but that's what this bill truly is doing. And um, Greg was listing off a couple of the cities that are in her district, and I grew up near that area. It's a very Hispanic community, and, and like on behalf of the Hispanic community, I know that we are very family-oriented and truth-oriented. Right. We know that boys are boys and girls are girls, and they try to push these things in because there's some people over in our community that don't speak English well or don't understand what's happening in their schools or their ch children's schools. So it's important for us to stand up on behalf of those communities That's right. and call her office. But that's pretty much all we have for today. But again, all of the links for the calling campaigns that we just talked about are in the caption. That's right. As well as if you visit CaliforniaFamily.org, at the top of our page, there's an action center where there's calling campaigns for a lot of the bills that we're focusing on. And right. we'll continue to update you all on those bills. That's all we got today, folks. Take care and God bless. Yes, yeah, see you guys next week.